Hi friends, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 85. So we have been talking about successful habits of wealthy individuals that work and these shift over the years, but we will find that a lot of them are basic and helpful and useful and I'm here to share them with you today. I read a lot on um, money management, revenue shares, investing, and recently CNBC came out with an article by Tom Corley, a regular contributor and also a multiple time author. He wrote a book called Rich Habits, The Daily Success Habits of Wealthy Individuals, which he studies very closely. Tom Corley wrote this article on June 22nd, 2018, and it was recently rehashed on Instagram. I'll post it on the show notes. So he studied um, multiple millionaires, and he revealed that there's about 240 minutes in each day. And within those 240 minutes, Most successful people separate their time into five strategic ways to stay very successful, motivated, rested, and also really well respected within their group of peers. We're going to go through those five topics today, and I'm going to give you some personal notes. So this is a great podcast today for Wabi Sabi, where you want to take notes, knowing that we do a bit of growth and self-development and a little bit of financial chat here and there. I don't want to make life about money and millionaires. I think it's more about the quality and character of the individual and the work that you put out into this world. So with that said, thank you so much for your posts and love comments on my Instagram post about Cece. And for those of you who wrote back to me on my newsletter, please subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, my newsletter can be found on CandiceKumai.com. Um Losing a loved one is never easy, and after crying about three different times today, I decided I would muster up the courage to finish a podcast because this is my form of giving back to you in our community for Wabi Sabi. I think it's really important that we all help to uplift one another, and I love asking too on polls on Instagram what you want to hear and about 64% of you wanted to hear the five habits of successful people today versus cultivating better friendships. We'll talk about that another day. Maybe that's a little bit snooze and not like super juicy and learning about uh, the habits of successful people is really exciting and it's also actionable. So let's get into it today. Making it really does pertain to the individual, right? Like success is subjective. Mother Teresa could be seen as successful, or maybe you look at somebody more like a shark on Shark Tank as being successful. We measure value of, say, currency in different forms. So for Mother Teresa, I'm sure her currency was love and kindness and compassion for others. Pope St. Francis, probably the same way. And then if you look at someone like Mark Cuban or Laurie Grenier, they're probably more focused on success with wealth management and how much they grow and diversify their portfolio. So remember, success is subjective. This comes from studies that Tom Corley wrote for MSNBC Make It, 
and I find this work really fascinating. These are actual articles that I click on because I think they offer a lot of value. But remember, they're subjective. So while they're useful, they can be measured and looked at in different ways through different lenses. So whether you are, say, a volunteer at an animal shelter or a church versus somebody who's working in the stock market, which I doubt you listen to this podcast, maybe you do, juicy, um, maybe you like the, you know, juiciness of a girly wellness podcast, <laughs> which no shame at all goes in that. But I'm just saying there's a difference between, say, a guy trading on Wall Street or a hedge fund manager versus somebody who volunteers at a church, a food bank, a local shelter. And I commend the people that do tremendous amounts of work in the heart space because that takes a true champion of character. So with 1,440 minutes in each day, the common, the common denominator that we all share in this world is time. Whether you are rich or poor, you can use about 1,200 of those minutes in the following activities we'll talk about today. <clears throat> with sleep included, it only leaves you with about 240 minutes each day, Tom Corley finds. He did a rich habits study where he interviewed 233 wealthy individuals and 128 poorer individuals over three years from March 2004 to March 2007. And here is what he concluded from his personal research, which was published. Over 80% engaged in 60 minutes of dream setting. And he says that includes activities like dreaming outside of work, like engaging in a side hustle or spending time creating more additional streams of income. So he talks more about this in a book called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, where Tom Corley covers dream setting. Now, if we're thinking of number one, over 80% engaged in 60 minutes of dream setting, for somebody like our audience at Wabi Sabi, this would include making goals like goal setting, writing them down on a little post-it note on your desk. We're also creating a vision board. These do really work. I used to have them all over my apartment in New York City. And it also means capturing your dreams just in a few moments throughout the day. Like when you're reflecting during prayer or meditation in the morning, you can say to yourself, Gosh, I would love it if my podcast was the number five ranked wellness podcast in the next year. And it's not that you're a futurist or you're only looking towards goal setting, but it's also saying, I know this is possible. I know it's tangible. And it's also saying things like, I want to own a condo or a house in the next six months, putting that down, writing it down, taking the actionable steps to get there. <clears throat> So what dream setting means is capturing the essence of the goals and the dreams that you have and getting a formula together on how you're going to make that happen. So whether it's writing the business plan out, taking a phone call with a few people, like right now I'm on phone calls with my friend Alyssa who works in admissions in higher education and we're mapping out a plan for my future together. And in exchange, I help Allie with connections in my own network 
in publishing children's books, and also in our Japanese American heritage community. So while you're dream setting, remember to help the other people that are getting you on that path. Here's another example of dream setting together with your family. I have an awesome editor on my team named Jordan. And while we're working on boosting video content on YouTube, on my YouTube channel for Wabi Sabi, we are investing in new equipment right now. So there's a black magic camera that I'll be focusing on. What we'll do is we'll utilize this camera to take better videos for you so you can see a lot of these podcasts and not just listen to them. We've already started posting them, so please check them out on my YouTube channel and subscribe. But what this means is I sat there while we were purchasing new equipment and I said to Jordan, what is your dream as far as the next few years goes and what are your goals? And she said, well, I would really like to work with this new camera because I know we can shoot on a Canon R or a Sony a7, but if we want to focus on an actual film camera that shoots incredible video, the black magic is the right one to move forward with. So we invest in better lighting, we invest in better microphones, sound equipment, and we invest in a better camera. There's a lot that does go behind the dream setting of putting video or podcast production into action. But I will be honest with you guys, it doesn't take that much. So do the research on your dreams, whether it is a podcast, a video series, a book, children's books, working in higher education, working in social work, helping others to get to where they want to be. Maybe you're, you know, a coach, or maybe you are somebody who's a minister. Whatever you choose to do, make sure that you help others along the way. Because it's not just about the 60 minutes of dream setting. It's also about cultivating dreams with others. Like for instance, my team at Shiseido, they are excellent at sitting down with me and taking Zoom calls so that we can learn how to be strategic in our planning of creativity. And that is with videos, editing, and going out and putting up all sorts of new media on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, newsletters, we talk this out. So strategically, communication and being engaged in dream setting is number one. Number two, 80% engaged in 60 minutes a day of deliberate practice or education. So that means they increase their knowledge and skill set on the chosen path in your industry. So can you spend about one hour every day educating yourself on a new practice? My friend Meredith is going in to take UX UI courses. This is really important because the future of media is all digital. So the more knowledge you have on front end and back end of websites, if you figure out how to write code, say you even know how to develop and write your own websites, you can use programs like Podia, Kajabi, even places like WordPress are easy. And putting up a podcast and learning the back end is quite simple as well. My friend Jenna Kutcher has courses that you can purchase to learn how to shoot a camera or create a beautiful looking Instagram or Pinterest page. I think it's important for us to further our education every day. I do really think it's a boys club still, no matter if you're in 
say TV production, media, publishing. I think a lot of industries focus on men being successful. A lot of my counterparts who are men, they sell hundreds of thousands of copies of books and it's because their audience is female and male. Whereas with women, it's mostly just female. So I encourage all of you men to keep listening to girls that really inspire you and I do want to point out that there's a difference between those of us who have working who have been working in our craft respectfully for about two decades versus people who have just started to quote unquote make it using their thumbs on TikTok or Instagram. It's not a dig, it's just black and white truth. There is a big difference between those of us who have a designated resume and a body of experience, a huge network that we can tap into, and a respectful clientele that we've developed for 20 years. And then there's somebody who just happened to be on TikTok or Instagram all day, probably has arthritis in their thumbs, and that's all they know how to do. I know when I walk on set at the Today Show or Good Morning America or E! that I blow everyone out of the water because I respectfully have been a magazine editor, a writer, a director, a producer, an author, and while writing my seventh book, it has been apparent that there is a huge discrepancy between a real professional in this world with a seasoned resume and somebody who's just starting out and trying to sell you on their cute scams. There's a difference between a beautiful girl that takes beautiful photos and an actual expert who has knowledge, who has integrity and who has intelligence and expertise in their field. That is something that we should really take a look at. So remember, deliberate practice or education, developing habits where you can maintain improving your skill set, whether it's investing in different portfolios, or maybe it's just simply improving your cooking skills. Maybe you want to go back and become a cosmetologist in hair, makeup, nails, or maybe you just want to learn a different language with Duolingo. Keep learning. It's so sexy when you have a degree, an education, an MBA, a master's, a doctorate. These are things that we can all do together and strive for. Life is not about having arthritis in your thumbs and having a huge ass following on social, which is not really real, to be honest, you guys. Real life entails meeting people, connecting, and using your heart space. And if you haven't figured that out yet, I do totally want you to read the book, the... um Oh God, sorry, I just blanked on it. Michael A. Singer um whatever it's called i have to look it up oh my god my brain sorry you guys i've cried so much over the last few days um i think it's the untethered soul sorry he suggests that we should do better work on ourselves before we go out into the world and try to teach other people what we know and michael a singer has an incredible story we can learn from his wisdom we can learn from his mishaps. He doesn't have a perfect life. He's never claimed to be, but he does certainly practice the inner work. And once you do the inner work, you won't really care much about selling to everyone all the time or being on or overposting, oversharing, narcissistic work. You'll much more care about 
doing the inner work and practicing education, knowledge, and continuously improving in Japanese, we call that Kaizen. So number two is really a form of continuous improvement through education consistently for 60 minutes every day. Tom also says that nearly all of them are engaged in 30 minutes of aerobic exercise. So this is an incredible one to focus on because your mental health is very important through circulation, blood flow, getting more oxygen to your bloodstream. It helps to reduce stress. It helps to boost your immunity. It can help you reduce the risk of many different diseases, lowers your cholesterol, can overall make you feel much happier with endorphins. And we know that, sure, you can take medication, you can see therapists, but I will tell you from personal development and my own anxiety and depression that working out for 45 minutes, six days a week, sometimes five, has been optimum for my performance. I sat and had a meeting with my friend Heather Dorak this week who owns Pilates Platinum. So she owns about six Pilates studios, maybe more by now, maybe eight or 10. But I'm so proud of her because she started with her first studio in Hollywood 15 years ago, far before this wave of social media narcissism. And we both really agree that when we got started early and we both believed in our career paths, hers was Pilates and workouts, mine was food and wellness, we both intertwined paths when Melissa Galula from Well and Good introduced us many years ago. And what we both said was, you know, it's important to look good in real life too, not just in all your photos. Because if you are a public figure that shows your, fo- your body and your frame off, then you want to make sure that you're living in moral integrity. And that means practicing what you preach and living the truth. So many people alter their body, their face, their hair, their waistline, their butt. But let's remember in real life, when, you know, the time comes, people are going to size you up. And unfortunately, we live in a very, very shallow world where people do judge everyone based off of the way they look. So keep that brain sharp. Keep the stress low, get the endorphins high, get the blood going, the blood flow going. Um, I know that can sound sexual too, but sure, it can help with that too. But you guys know what I mean. Get the abs in, get the butt workouts in, get the arms in, you know, work those legs. And when you figure out the workout that works for you, I used to be a huge advocate of bar classes. Truthfully, I've changed over the last few months. I really enjoy the Legree Method Pilates classes, and this isn't on your back. This is really, really tough, like body rock Pilates platinum style workouts on a different kind of reformer. And it's, it's so hard that when you get off the machine, you feel like a million bucks and you will be sore throughout the next few days. It is really important to keep your mind and brain sharp, work out consistently, eat healthy, shop at the farmer's market, buy a ton of produce, fruits and vegetables, learn how to cook. 
If you don't know how, please pick up my book, Clean Green Eats, Clean Green Drinks, and Kintsugi Wellness, and give them huge reviews on Amazon. I have been teaching people how to cook for 20 years, and my God, does it work. I don't have cheese. Um, Okay, here we go. (laughs) I don't have... My butt looks great, okay? I don't have a ton of wrinkles, and I have abs still. And that is from working out and eating well and sleeping really great, drinking a lot of water, and not really partying a whole lot anymore. Like I always say, get the fucking partying done in your teens and 20s. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And then and then when you're 30, let's just change a little bit. Button up don't show off as much, look fabulous. I can't believe I said cheese earlier, but you you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm so bad. Like I said this to Heather too, I can't be that pure. Sorry. I'm still going to be the most real wellness person out there. If you see yourself slipping or falling, get the exercise in. You're the only person that can turn your life around by making sure that you exercise for 30 minutes at least five days a week. Now, another important part of this podcast I want to talk about today is building rich relationships. I want you to adopt to this practice that successful people do. They call people, they pick up when their friends call, they say happy birthday, they network and participate in different kinds of nonprofits together and they do a lot of volunteer work together and the most successful people in the world they make calls to people who matter say you get married you experience a death you experience something that's based off of emotion based like critical emotions that create powerful memories you have to call I remember everybody who wrote me back when I told them that Cece passed away. And I remember the people that called me, who reached out to me. It is proven by science that life event calls make a difference. So when someone has a baby, when somebody becomes pregnant, when somebody gets married, when there is a death in the family, when a pet dies, these are things that are critical for us to connect to in the heart space. My sister sent me a plant. My Shiseido team sent me flowers. My vet sent me flowers. My partner was with me the whole time. I remembered how he cried and sobbed with me when Cece left this world. The very moments that I lost her, I connected to my mom, dad, which my relationship with them is not the greatest in the world, but it has certainly gotten better because we connect on the heart space. And I remember who reached out to me when she passed away. And it's not that we have to pay attention to everyone's Instagram all the time. We should not. I am not an advocate of obsessively being on social. I mean, call people, check in with them, make sure they're doing okay. Develop the rich relationships where you send other people genuine and sincere love and you say these words, how are you doing? And you mean it. Dale Carnegie talks about sincerity in our words and actions. Dale Carnegie lets us know that we should really appeal to higher motives and note and notate when somebody wants to pick a little fight with you. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Take the high road. 
Remember to reach out to those of your friends and your network and tell them you love them. This week, I realized it was important for me to start seeing friends again because I was so cooped up in Cece's end-of-life care. You know, she was in hospice for about six weeks, and I just didn't tell anybody because it was too painful inside. So I saw my friend Katie, who is a ABC News producer. We went to work out, and then we went to smoothies, and then I went to lunch with Heather, and we talked about workouts and how much of the heart space we can connect on because we're so alike in so much of our formative years of entrepreneurship. I made sure that I, I'm going to see a few other girlfriends this week, and I make sure to cultivate time with the girls on my team to treat them with love and the utmost care and to make sure that they are growing and developing in the space that they want to be in. Sometimes people just want to show up and help you, and you should let them because that makes them feel really good. There's a girl on my team, Jacqueline, and another one, Julianne, and they have been with me for so many years, and they genuinely just want to help. And I think it makes them feel good because, in turn, I will give them as much as I can in mentorship. Sometimes these synergistic love sort of relationships that we have where we cultivate more love and support for each other are the most valuable of all. So I actually think this number four Building rich relationships is the most important of all. I really do. Because if you don't have friends to share your success with, if you don't have family to share your success with, if your colleagues don't respect you, what do you have? You will have nothing. And you know what? There's a difference between people that text you and people that show up. There is a big difference. And to all those kids out there that want to be like me, Fucking write people back, call people back, email people back. And remember this, she who pays the bills makes the rules. Don't write your rules to the people that are hiring you. Make sure that you make your clients happy. When Shiseido wants me to do something, I will do it and I'll go above and beyond and I'll do it right because I love them. That's what they're paying me for. Let's make sure that we don't get ahead of ourselves. I know when I had an inflated ego in my 20s, you can learn a lot about ego from reading the book A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. My ego was so inflated, I thought the world owed me everything on a silver platter. And when I had my wake-up call in my 30s and I realized I wasn't going to get everything that I wanted, even though I had strived for it, in every way possible. I'm talking relationships, career, men, money, apartments, housing, finance. I didn't get everything I wanted, and that's okay. When I learned to wake up from my ego and I started tapping into my heart space and learning about who I really was, that is when the shit will shift for you. Like Michael A. Singer says, we must do that inner work in order for us to become better people. We won't care so much about all the noise around us and we can put blinders on and we can begin to focus on ourselves. I have let go all too many times of people that have become jealous, 
conniving, and just straight up nasty. Ain't nobody got time for that when they're at the top. Nobody above you will ever speak down to you. It is only those who are below you that will try to take you down with them. Remember that. Last but not least, Tom's study shows that all of them, all of these highly successful millionaires, were engaged in relaxation and leisure activities. He states that we're not really meant to be superhuman and that we do need to require time to slow down. So maybe some of these people decided to just go out and meditate. Maybe they went and did something really leisurely like a dinner or lunch with a friend for less than an hour a day. It really depends on your circumstances, where you live, what your schedule is like, etc. For a few examples for the Wabi Sabi podcast community, I think it's great if you can have lunch with a girlfriend, if you can ask a friend to meet up for a tea, if you can go for a little walk just out in nature, maybe it's by the water or in the forest, or maybe it is just around the block. Maybe you can just text a friend and say, hey, I love you. I want to catch up with you soon. I hope you're doing really well. Maybe it is as simple as taking a little vacation to Mexico, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. Like you can go local too, Hawaii. You don't have to go far to have a little bit of a vacay. They do say that cumulative, sorry, They do say that cumulatively, when you show up for yourself and you have increased time with relaxation and leisure, that you absolutely will become more successful at what you do. It's not about working harder. It's always about working smarter. If you want to take an Ikebana Japanese flower arranging class, if you want to learn a little bit about sumie or sado, Japanese culture has a lot of different cool activities that the monks focus on. You can check these out in my book, Kintsugi Wellness. If you miss me for the other six days of the week, I know you do, pick up my books. Clean Green Drinks, Clean Green Eats, Kintsugi Wellness, Cook Yourself Sexy. There are so many and you can really learn to take better care of yourself through leisurely activities. I am currently reading, as I mentioned last week, Phil Jackson's 11 Rings. I'm a huge basketball junkie, and I love the story of going through a spiritual journey uh, with Phil on coaching the Bulls and then the Lakers and learning about how his spiritual practices actually helped him and his team develop better mental stability and intelligence and that was how they were able to win so many championships a lot of the time i think it's about restructuring our brain through meditation prayer and happy thoughts for others and that way in turn we can transform a lot of our own pain and troubles and sorrows into a lot of progress I've got some very successful friends who have started their own companies, many of them in the beauty space, and I'm really proud of them. 
I want you to know it took them decades to get to where they're at. So don't compare your first two years or five years or 10 years in this industry to somebody else's 20 or 30 years of experience. But please respect those who have the experience. I'm going to run through the five steps again so you can write this down. Tom Corley studied 240 minutes of each day that separate the rich from everyone else. Here are the five practices that we can all improve on. 60 minutes a day of dream setting. So that means getting really creative and putting out the storyboards in our life that we want to happen, dreams and goals. Engaging in 60 minutes a day of deliberate practice or education. That means growing your skill set or educating yourself in a specific field and continuing to be humbled by your practice. Kaizen. Number three, 30 minutes of aerobic exercise a day, getting the blood flowing, making sure to get more oxygen, reducing stress levels, lowering lowering your cholesterol, and making sure that you keep stress at bay. Number four, 30 minutes a day of building really rich relationships. Number four is my favorite one on this list. Be a good friend to others. Be a good support system. Be genuine. Support other people's work and share their books. Share other people's podcasts. Why not grow your own community by supporting others? There is enough room in this world for all of us to be successful. Cultivate better relationships. Call your friends that matter especially when it's their birthday, especially when it is a life event, show up for weddings, show up for funerals, and make sure you check on your friends regularly that they're doing well. Number five, relaxation and leisure activities. These are really important to weave into your day. So maybe you want to take a sailing class, or maybe you want to grow your own community garden. Whatever it is that makes you feel really good with leisure, do it. It could even just be playing with your dog or your cat for those 30 minutes every day. Pets are life's greatest healers, and they are little angels that come to us with wings. And they leave us too with wings, and they leave us a better person than we once were previously. Now we're going to move on to a couple of notes from last week so we can review and keep our community cultivated. When I wrote about CC passing in my most recent newsletter, I thank all of you for writing back. I had a lot of people that wrote back. This is a note from Shannon Danielle. Dearest Candace, sending you, your family, and CC so much love and healing. What a lovely tribute of raw truth. I just received your email. Your commitment to Cece is made of magic. And as you know, she whispered back to you, quote unquote, include yourself in the healing and flow as the number one. The way I love you is the measure of your love of self, end quote. Knowing your love 
choosing that love at every moment in turn is love for all. And as you said, wabi-sabi, all things are indeed fleeting. Grieve big, and as it comes, incorporating evermore into your life, there is love. If you ever need me, I am here to listen, or scream, or simply hold space for you. I am so sorry for your loss. Rock those wings, CC, Shannon Danielle, a spirit medium, grief support, and end-of-life doula. You know, Shannon, you really do embody and embrace your practice in the best way. I knew CC would always be listening to us. But I never knew that she would start her work through me the moment, and I mean almost instantly, when she passed. I didn't mention that I held her when she died, and um, her limp, lifeless body was a symbol to me. You know, a body, as my friend Jessamine Stanley has said at our work together a body is flesh and bone it's not really the spirit I still can't believe she's gone you guys I go through waves of grief the spirit of those who love us is interwoven inside of our cellular makeup it's proven by science I talk a lot about my grandfather on the Polish side, who was a POW in my new book. There are studies that show that his pain lingers on through two generations behind him, which includes my father and now my sister and I, among many others. I believe it. If you feel that you understand when I say you were chosen for this. I want you to go with that because I know a lot of you feel that. When you are chosen, it is your duty to follow through and do the work. Do the work you are called to do because you don't know when your day will come. You will live knowing that you could have done bigger and wider and better things. So why not try? Because I'm sure my mother would have wanted to become a somebody, which she indeed is through her Japanese teaching. But she told me, because my grandfather was an incredible impressionist artist who did big things in Japan. But my mother said with her quiet teacher-like tone, If you can do something great with your life, Candice, why would you not? So that's what we'll choose to do. Without counting numbers and bank accounts, without counting anything material, baby life is measured in the moments that we give to others and in the character that we bring into this world. Maybe there is light through Cece's spirit and through all of those we've lost that work within us to teach us better and brighter things. And it's up to us to take the calling and take the challenge that we are given 
and choose to make something really beautiful with it. I'll end this podcast today with a very funny love letter that was sent to me. This one is from Denny Le Ma. Good evening, Candace. Who would have thought that I would like to send a love letter to one of my very favorite authors? While in my 30s, moving to my new apartment, having just finished my grad school application, great job, Danny. And when it's a beautiful day out in Toronto, aka I'm a busy man, though I'm almost exhausted from the week, my routine Candace Kumai digest is all I have the energy for. I'm writing to offer my love and support and my condolences for the loss of your cat, Cece. If you were ever in a time of need, I'm here to assure you that you are not alone and that help is on the way. I shared a prayer with the Wabi Sabi podcast. Thank you for sharing your strength, Cece's life, and for instilling growth in us listeners. If I could die and come back as one of your cats, I might. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. So Denny also said, can I offer you a song to listen to? And he sent a link to Spotify, which is beautiful. Music is such a gift. He said, this is one of my go-to songs. I'm happy to hear that you are surrounded in love. I hope you have a great year. When your podcast is on, I put my speaker on my heart. Oh, that is amazing. My hands on my heart. You've inspired me to level up, speak truth, and cut back on sugar. LOL. And if I ever move to New York, it's because of you. Yes, my job is done. Then Denny goes on to say, I look forward to your pod like a smoker does a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) I will save the sonnets, haikus, and voice notes for a later date. Or maybe never, because it is what it is. Love is love, and you have mine, the right kind. It is for a special person that makes me believe we can communicate across a continent who makes me feel heard and that can turn me inside out with just her voice. I am sorry about your cat. Please take care. Love, Denny Lema. Denny, congratulations on your grad school application. You are a superstar. And yes, I do know that you live for this shit, as you put at the top of your email. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to share it with all of our community here at Wabi Sabi, because somebody listening needed to hear that letter. Finish your freaking grad school application, guys. Get the master's degree. Move on in continuous education and be the bright light in this world. There's too many shitheads out there. Oh my God. I don't want to contribute to more of that. And by the way, a side note, rest in peace, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. You were a great light in this world, a connector, a fighter, someone who cared about bridging the gap between the U.S. and Japan. I'm not going to speak on politics, but if you guys have negative thoughts towards anything political, try to keep it to yourself. I saw some people writing some pretty gnarly things after the prime minister passed away. Let's not forget that his life was just taken from him. Violence should never, ever be acceptable. 
What would we do on this earth if we had taken the life of another? I'm not sure what that would be like, but I can assure you he devoted his life to trying to do his best, and that he did. My hand is on my heart. Let's say a prayer in conclusion today so that we can go on through spiritual practice this week. Bow your head, and if you're driving, do not do that. (laughs) My hand's on my heart right now. Thank you so much for the community at Wabi Sabi and for everybody who wrote a comment on Cece's little Butsudan Instagram post. Thank you for listening to this pod. You're all a light in this world. May you go into the light this week and find your best. May you find those who uplift you. May you find your friends that love you. And may you do your best. No matter what circumstance you're in, I want you to find the light in the darkness and make the best of the cards that you are dealt. Life is not about comparing ourselves to others or becoming a millionaire or getting rich or any of that. It's more about the character, integrity, the moral integrity, and the values that you bring into this world. Regardless of what we all believe, let's believe that everybody is trying their best. Let's try to see everyone's side. And let's never think that our way is the only way. Let's be more open-minded to equanimity in this world. And if you don't know what the word is, fucking look it up. Sorry for the F word during the prayer. I love you guys. Have a great week. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this podcast. Please write a five-star review. We are hiring a YouTube community manager info at candiskumai.com with your resume and links to samples of your work. I find all of you to be so special and I thank you for listening for four years. We will have two amazing guests, Shanina Sheik and Rosie Acosta next week and the following weeks. Get ready because I love my girl gang. Talk to you guys soon. Ciao for now. Live in the light and share blessings with others.